Welcome to the RuPaul's Drag Race Recap Show for Season 5, Episode 11, titled Sugar Ball. My name is Joe Batanz, and I am joined, as always, by one treakly co-host. From the podcast pod is my co-pilot. Please say... I love you, Nana, and water off a duck's back. (laughs) That's a good one. (laughs) To Taylor... The latte boy. <laughs> what what did you think it was gonna be? I know you like I don't know. I honestly I kinda don't want to think about it. Oh really? I just I just want to watch them and yeah. and and just I love you, Nana. That I appreciate you, Joe Batanz. <laughs> um <laughs> anyway, uh Taylor the Latte Boy, how are you? How have you been? What's going on? It's been a while since we've ta- last spoke. It has. It's been a day, <laughs> but in in the but the, in the world of these people, you and I don't speak in between these things. No, we don't. Yeah, we even don't. though I even call, though yeah. we now have a tradition that I have tried to start, mm-hmm. and you have wronged me left and right on. Well, but you know, which I'm, is I'm going to put it in my calendar. I know what you're talking about. Yeah. Oh God! Don't put it in your calendar because then the first time I don't call, then that'll come and it'll come back and bite me in the ass. And that should be in around. What time? My, your time. It's usually about 4.30, 4.40. On two, every other Tuesday, yeah, I go. I, I have a hair appointment. Mm-hmm. And I go to get my haircut because that's my little self-care thing I do for myself. I get, mm-hmm. I get a great haircut. And it's about a 20-minute drive to the barbershop. Mm-hmm. And I usually make sure that it's time that it's just me in the car. Mm-hmm. And I call my pal, yeah. Joe Batance, mm-hmm. little, little Joey Batance. Yeah. And we usually talk for about twenty minutes, mm-hmm. and then sometimes if the conversation doesn't end, doesn't we don't finish in time, then I will call him on the ride home. Usually about an hour later, after I've gotten my hair cut and watched an episode of Chopped with the with the lovely woman who cuts my hair. Oh, you watch an episode of Chopped while you? Yes, it's a place <laughs> where it's called. The place is called the Barber Shop, mm-hmm. and it is it's sort of one of those. Like um, where it's all pretty girls that cut your hair mm-hmm. and but they don't do the thing where they're all dressed like, you know, referees with their boobs in your face or mm-hmm. anything yeah. like that. But you get for like sixteen dollars, mm-hmm. you get a haircut, a fit like a hot towel treatment on your face while they're washing your hair. And you also get at the end, you get a shoulder massage with this device that kind of looks I call it. It looks like a carburetor and they kind of rub it across your back and your and your uh, neck. And you also have, it's an individualized, it's not a room, but it's almost like a cubby area. And you have all the water, coffee, tea, and peanuts that you want to eat. All for 16 bucks. 16.75 if you use a credit card, but I always do. That's really cheap. It is really cheap. It is really cheap. And I love the way, it took me years to find somebody to cut my hair the way that I like it. Mm -hmm. So I, I had somebody to cut my hair, my ex's. Um, stylist cut my hair for many many years and Uh then she went crazy Uh and I was tired of doing therapy sessions while I was getting my hair cut so I decided to find somebody else and went through a couple of years of really bad haircuts for a while so but I I, I, she knows when when I get there she knows to turn it on channel 56 which is Mm -hmm. Food Network and we sit and we talk about Chopped while we are while she's cutting my hair and we talk about uh, like she's getting married this year, and she always oh. asks me how I'm doing and stuff. So it's it's a nice it's a nice little treat. So, but I extend the treat for myself because yeah. I call mm-hmm. Joe, <clears throat> who now knows that I call him on Tuesdays. And like the last two Tuesdays that I've done this, he either doesn't answer the phone, or he picks up the phone and goes, "I can't talk. I'll call you back." And then pretty much hangs up on me <laughs> uh, because I didn't know you didn't warn me. But now I put it in my calendar, put a reminder. It will it will it will announce that you're about to call and then i'll know oh, I, gotta, I gotta drop everything drop uh, everything the tale of the latte boys calling now, I, have, I have to tell you something speak believe it or not i was mm-hmm. talking to friend of the joe uh sweet michael today okay and we're just chit-chatting well first of all yesterday he sent me the weirdest no two days ago he sent me the weirdest picture he was going through his i'm gonna send it to you <clears throat> i'd put it in discord but i don't know how to do that um, he sent me the weirdest picture, 
he was going through his old house and back in North Carolina. Now he doesn't live in North Carolina anymore, but that, they still own the house because his dad doesn't even live there. Um, and uh, where does his dad live? By Michael in like Maryland, or okay, something, or Virginia. I don't know. He no, the dad lives in Virginia. Okay, and um, he was going through the old house, going through his room at his old house. Okay, and he came mm-hmm. across. I gotta find it here. I'm gonna send you a photo. Of what it is? Okay. Um. There's you. Now I gotta put the picture in there. That is how messages work. And this is what he found under, like, somewhere in his room, like hidden in his room. You're gonna see right now. Now, while Taylor looks at it. It's like a tiny metal briefcase. Okay. Mm-hmm. With different okay. IDs. Uh. Um. A BlackBerry. What the hell? And a hundred dollars. And what what else is there too? Let me see here. Something with a DMV. Some ma- a box of matches. A limited <clears throat> learner's permit. Yeah, and he couldn't figure out why he had that stuff in a briefcase. And, is he going to run away? Well, that's what he figured out today. He, he called me. He said, "Oh, I found out what he's." I don't know how. I can't remember. He told me how he figured it out, but he figured out that he was going to run away. He, There's something then, about that that's adorable. Well, it, I just talked about this on this Joe Batanz today. Is every story Sweet Michael tells me is a, a is an equal parts adorable and crushing sadness? Yes, that's uh, that's that is kind of how I meant that. Yeah. Um, but, but but the kids got panache if he was going to have a metal briefcase. And what kid just has like a hundred dollars? Well, he maybe he stole that. Oh really? Maybe he took maybe he took that out of somebody's uh, wallet or pocketbook when they weren't looking. And it's like a while crisp hundred dollar bill too. While they while they were making you know you know pizza rolls for him, he he asked his mom to make pizza rolls in the other room. And while she was distracted, he went into her pocketbook and took out a, a fresh crisp hundred dollar bill. But then how- that she was going to use to go grocery shopping later in the week. So by he she he would have been long gone by the time she realized the money was gone. How far did he think he was going to get on that hundred dollars? Okay, when I was a kid, when I was five, I got angry at my mother and decided I was going to run away. Mm-hmm. But as a typical five-year-old, I said, I'm leaving and I'm never coming back, to which my mom pretty much looked at me and went, bye. So mm-hmm. I got as far as the driveway before I realized I've got no place to go. And I could go to my grandmother's, but I have no idea how to get there because I'm five. Yeah. So then I just went back sheepishly back into the house and kind of went to my room and shut the door. And then mm-hmm. everything was fine eventually. But, you know, maybe, maybe you know, at five, I didn't think enough to have money. But at how old would he have been at this time? Well, he looks like he's make... like a teenager. Okay, so as a teenager, he $100 seems like a lot of money mm-hmm. until you realize that $100 really isn't a lot of money at all. Anyway, <clears throat> the reason he called me, he was telling me he's like, so he's, he's been, he was in North Carolina over the weekend cleaning out his old house. Mm-hmm. And he said, I got to tell you something. And I didn't know this, what, you're, what I'm going to tell you right now. I didn't know this. I, in fact, I even said he buried the lead, so to speak, for very well. Because not only was it late in the phone call, I didn't know he's had this for months. <clears throat> he's like... A throat? A cough drop? I don't know what's going on, why my throat is like this. A lozenge? I was swallowing Luca Magnata's uh, semen. Oh. Um, oh can you, that semen must just taste like blood. Anyway... <laughs> He uh, he goes, uh, I I found it difficult to be there and be away from my bidet. Oh. He bought a bidet mm-hmm. okay, uh, for Christmas for his for the big thing was like a, a gift for the house that he bought. He bought a really expensive one, like hundreds of dollars. OK. And he said, I'm in love with it. I love this bidet. Now, for those of you who are, have, don't know this, uh, two or three years ago. I got myself a bidet. Now, I didn't get one that was $300. Mm-hmm. And I can never go back. Once you bidet, you never go away. That's what I always say. Or once you bidet, you're there to stay. Okay? So, uh, and so now I know a, few, a week or two ago, you called me and you had a lot of bidet questions. So have you, have you jumped off the plank? <laughs> have I jumped onto a bidet? Yeah. I have not... Yet, because there is someone in the house mm-hmm. that is anti-bidet. Oh, really? And that would be my husband. Oh, he's anti-the-bidet. Why is that? He seems, I don't, he seems very nervous about the idea <clears throat> of it. 
And he was just like, well, I would, I, I just think that, you know, we should keep using wipes and, and, and toilet paper. And I said, well, yeah, but the problem with that is the city literally just posted a bit. One of the, one of the ongoing infrastructures within the city of St. Petersburg Mm -hmm. is our sewage system Mm -hmm. because it backs up in the summer. Um, as far as for there's flooding is getting worse every year in St. Petersburg. And they just posted a picture on the city of St. Pete's city of St. Pete's Facebook page of like a huge, like wad of these wipes that had clogged a major (gasps) pipe. Oh, really? So they're telling people, like, stop using them if you can. Mm-hmm. So and uh, considering that you sa- you managed to sprinkle in a bidet every chance you get. Yeah. I thought maybe this is something that I could look at as a possibility. Plus, I live mm-hmm. in a 60-year-old house that I think has the original clay sewage pipe. Mm-hmm. So it's only a matter of time before I have to have a very expensive plumbing charge. So I, I don't know. He He's... He's he's not completely on the fence yet, but I feel like I keep working him towards the bidet. But you know, which have, sounds dirty, but I I don't mean it that they way. They have cheapy bidets. I had for the longest time before I bought a nicer bidet, I had a twenty dollar bidet. So you could do oh, it. And I and I even thought about well, fuck it, I'll just get one, and then he won't ever use it, and then you know I'll always be sure oh, new for bottoming. That's true. But or just not walking around feeling swampy. Oh, but, I don't feel swamp anymore, Taylor. No yeah. swamp. Well, it was glad to hear that Michael was telling me that, you know, the reason he got it was he was sick of feeling swampy because he's skinny. I always thought it was like a fat person thing. No, I think that, well, it's very, isn't it? Like, out of the. No, no, I didn't think bidets were a fat person thing. I thought feeling swampy was a fat person thing. Oh, no. I think that that is just. I live in Florida. I mean, I literally live in a swamp. Mm-hmm. There are just days that I could be completely. Having not had any reason to feel swampy, and I feel swampy. That's just that's just the nature of living in Florida. This week, the girls play with puppets and walk the runway in the Sugar Bowl. Roxy is angry that Jinx is still in the competition, and Alaska breaks her dress. In the end, Alaska was named the winner of the challenge, while Jinx, Monsoon, and Detox are forced to go head-to-head in a lip-sync battle for their lives. After it was all over, Jinx lived to see another day, while Detox was asked... To sashay away, Taylor the Latte Boy named two things you liked about the episode and one thing you did not. Well, okay. I, I feel very torn about this episode. Sure. Because I have been saying all season. Yeah. Talking about bullying mm-hmm. and feeling like it hasn't really started yet. Yeah. Maybe I maybe I didn't think of it that and then this one kind of hit. Yeah. And I sat and watched it with Babalu, and Babalu was getting so mad watching it the whole time. Mm-hmm. But there's part of me that kind of feels like, all right, now that I, you know, when I watched this the first time, I was definitely, you know, triggered, as the kids say. Yeah. But now knowing everything I know about the show and everything I know about editing and everything mm-hmm. I know about Roxy, but there's part of me that I was still angry at the behavior, mm-hmm. but I understood it slightly more. Mm-hmm. So that being said, the thing that I did not like was Roxy's behavior through the majority of the of the episode. But mm-hmm. we'll we'll get to some of the untucked stuff in particular later on. Uh-huh. Um, two things that I liked was I always love the ball challenges. I always love when there's multiple looks, which I know you hate the looks. Yeah. But when there's multiple looks in the show. Well, and I feel hold like, on, hold on, hold on. I don't want to correct you. I like watching the looks. I don't like talking about the looks. Yeah, that's true. But I but when it's a show that is look heavy. Mm-hmm. It feels like, you know, I know that you're kind of rolling because you're like, oh, God, Taylor's going to want to talk about this or mm-hmm. whoever else you're doing. Hey, Lori on season seven, that kind of stuff that you'd want to talk about that. But I, I feel like this particular, the sugar ball, gave us some iconic looks, mm-hmm. both on the good and the bad side. I think um, some of one of my favorite all time looks is in part actually two. One of my all-time favorite looks and a favorite look that I could think of if you just asked me to think about looks that you liked from a mm-hmm. particular queen yeah. were in this challenge. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, you know, you you look at the issues with Roxy and Jinx and you juxtapose those with Alaska 
and Jinx. Mm -hmm. I really kind of liked watching that dynamic of the two of them talking Mm -hmm. and some of the things that Alaska was saying where Alaska, I think, has always sort of been the odd kid out. And even though she's part of Alaska Talks and she likes being part of the cool group, Mm -hmm. I think she recognized it many times that Jinx was the odd girl out and tried to support her as much as she could. So I liked Mm -hmm. watching that dynamic this episode. So that's I switched them around. I said the one thing I did not like and the two things that I did like. What about you? Okay, I like the puppet challenge. Oh, I forgot about the puppet challenge. Yeah, okay. I thought I liked the puppet challenge. Thought it was good. Uh, what else did I like? I actually did like the looks. You know, I liked watching the looks. I liked seeing the looks. It was very fun to watch that runway look. I thought they were all because these are all people who are actually, for the most part, even Jinx. I know they come down on Jinx, but I'm all, I'm always wanting to know what she's going to walk down the runway. I was yeah. never, yeah, I was never like, ugh, what is she going to bring down the runway? I was like. No, it's like, like, oh, I want to see what she does. And so it was fun to see be people who are really good at their looks uh, walk the runway in these three different looks. The thing I didn't like, I guess sort of part with what you were saying is the editing. I think, I think and then when we talk about it, I think I'm, even though Roxy was gross, I'm still going to be defending Roxy uh, a bit uh, when we talk about this. So, uh, because I think... A lot of it, from our perception of it, is a victim of the editing. You know? And I got that this time. Yeah. I got that watching that this time, whereas not to I say, did it yeah. the first time I watched it back in 2013. Yeah, not to say that she wasn't gross, but no. they can take a short – something that happened maybe over a course of a day or two, right? Or if you think about it, it takes two days to do a challenge. And I don't know what happens on the next challenge. Maybe she's still cunty on the next challenge, right? But this is two days, essentially, and they mm-hmm. boil it down and make it seem like it's something – and it's something they've been doing leading up to this where they edit other things to make it seem like she's been mean to Jinx. You know? Well, and and I would say – I mean, do we just want to get into the bullying thing now? Or no, let's just get through because we don't have that much to talk about. The script is not that long. Uh, all right. After Coco's elimination, Roxy speculates that it was Coco's time to leave because she had fulfilled her purpose – uh, when she eliminated Alyssa Edwards. So Roxy Andrews then sets her eyes on Jinx. In confessional and on camera, Roxy talks openly about how she wants Jinx Monsoon to go home next. The next day, the girls talk about how Alaska uh, and Jinx have yet to lip sync right before RuPaul walked into the workroom to announce this week's mini challenge. So for today's mini challenge, we're going to have a good old-fashioned bitch fest. And we're going to do it with puppets. Oh! Why? Everybody loves puppets. First, pick a puppet that represents one of your competitors. Second, drag it up. Third, you and the puppet have a bitch fest. Uh, Detox portrayed Alaska. Alaska portrayed Roxy. Jinx gave us her best detox, but it was Roxy's roast of Jinx that made everyone uncomfortable. Alaska was named the winner of the challenge, which gave her a 15-second advantage in the main challenge. Uh, Up until this point, Taylor, what are your thoughts on everything that happened from the After Coco's elimination to, uh, you know, the puppet challenge to all this stuff? Well, I think that in the beginning when they come back and they all sort of recognize that Coco's storyline kind of came to its came to its point once mm-hmm. she resolved things with Alyssa, mm-hmm. that it made sense. Um, watching now a little bit more closely some of the ways that Roxy has dealt with other queens when she feels threatened, mm-hmm. it makes sense that considering she has said multiple things about Jinx in the past. Yeah being such a force to contend with, it makes sense that she would then turn her sights on her. Yeah. I guess the problem is that Roxy's not very good at it. Mm-hmm. Like where Roxy is sort of one of those where I'm going to, t- I'm going to openly ignore you, but talk poorly about you because I feel like that is very threatening. Yeah. Whereas I think most people who have a sense of maturity and know their worth and know who they are, kind of would look at that like you're actually acting more pathetic than the person that you're trying to make fun of. But why didn't – but but Detox is – here's the deal. I feel like Detox gets a pass on this. But it's De- – Roxy's just the mouthpiece, but Detox is behind the scenes doing the same shit. Right, but she – but but uh, Roxy is being much more open and vocal about it. I at don't least- know. I would say – look – 
This is what I think. I think the show wanted to be Roxy. I feel Detox is just as open about it. I really do. Where Detox is like, is she really doing this? Girl, what? Now, she she directs it to Roxy under her right. breath. But she's. I don't think she hides it very well. Right. But she's also the one. But Roxy is also the one that is saying things in front of Jinx. And then they're showing her in confessionals saying shitty things about Jinx. It's similar to what they did in season four with Fifi and Sharon. Mm-hmm. That anytime. Sharon would do something, they would cut to Fifi rolling her eyes, or they would mm-hmm. cut to Fifi like making some comment in the workroom, and then they would immediately go to a confessional where she would say something shitty about Sharon. They're doing the same, it feels like they're doing the same thing again, mm-hmm. only they're doing it with Jinx and Roxy instead. Mm-hmm. But you know, but what I was going to tell you is, I think ultimately what it boils down to is, if I'm being honest, is that I don't think, look, I think Roxy's a fantastic drag queen, okay? But, I would agree with that. Yeah, but I don't think that she's very smart. Okay, I would agree with that as and, well. Okay, not that she's stupid. I just don't think she's. Oh, you know, I'm gonna change it. I don't think she's as savvy as Detox in Alaska. She's not as clever as she thinks she is. Yes, and I think okay. What in the confessionals? She the producers are like yeah. <laughs> right because you see all of the she said she's made comments about Jinx in the past yeah. but they've been relatively not innocuous but not mm-hmm. as, but when you notice all of the confessionals this episode she's wearing completely different outfits the mm-hmm. whole time mm-hmm. so they're clearly pulling a greatest hits of all of the shitty things that Roxy has mm-hmm. said yeah over the course of this month, three weeks, six weeks, however long they've all been together, Mm -hmm. and they're making it where they realize we don't have Alyssa and Coco anymore. We can't we can't go back to that well anymore. Mm -hmm. We have to create more drama. Speaking back to the detox thing, Mm -hmm. whereas Roxy may not be as clever, Mm -hmm. Detox is a very clever, very smart drag queen. And she knows that if she does things where she just looks over at Roxy and goes, look at what she's doing right now. Yeah. Roxy d- can't know to keep her mouth shut. Mm-hmm. And Roxy is just going to talk and Roxy's going to say shit. So mm-hmm. detox, you're right. They may both feel the same and they may both have the same level of emotion. But I think detox is better in directing Roxy to be the one that's focusing all of that energy at her. So then that way she you're doesn't talking, but that way talk- she does detox doesn't necessarily come off as the villain yes. of this episode as yes. Roxy does. But you're speaking you're talking about when they're in the workroom. What I'm talking about is when they're in the confessional, Detox is savvy enough not to let the producers hang herself with her own noose. Whereas Roxy's just there like, you know, the producer's like, oh really? And Roxy's like, girl, you can even see Roxy in the way she says the things that she said is like, right? Am I right? That she's like this? Like to the producers. Because yeah. the producers are giving her the, they're making her feel safe that she can say this stuff. You yeah. Know? And, yeah. Oh no, with the with the big smile on her face sometimes. Yeah. It's like she's getting all of a sudden she's getting this attention from the producers mm-hmm. where there's where they're probably you know, and where we can just conjecture this, that they're giving her a response to things she's saying where they're excited to hear. Well, tell us more. Tell us yeah. more what you think about it. They're this. probably they, laughing at her jokes. Yeah, and, because because she's got the big smile while she's talking about it a lot of times. That she's it's it's a different vibe than in other confessionals. Now, this is a visual thing I'm going to do, so people aren't going to get. But I'm going to be like clapping my hands and like doing the point. But she could be talking; they could be like, "Yes, yes, uh-huh. yeah, oh yeah," like nodding their head in agreement. Uh-huh. So she's like, "Right? Am I wrong here? You know that Jinx is a big pain in the ass, and they're just like nodding their head, like oh, they're rolling their eyes, and you know, and she's getting the what she's they're they're giving her what she wants to hear, and so she thinks it's a safe place to say this, not realizing that they're just loving." The content she's giving them. Right. And in the workroom, I think maybe actually one feeds into the other. So in the workroom, after having done those confessionals where she's felt validated by the producer, she thinks, well, then it must be safe then to go after Jinx. Where detox, I think, in Alaska are much more savvy. Alaska can see, I think, five steps ahead and can see that what's going on. And maybe even was advised by Sharon. You know, mm-hmm. she saw what happened with Sharon and Fifi. Where Alaska's- I was going to say, Alaska had pretty much taken a master class in Drag Race, tra- yeah. applying for all those seasons and knowing all of those queens, mm-hmm. and then obviously being with a winner with mm-hmm. Sharon. So yeah, yeah. So she saw what happened. Got a ma- yeah, got a master class behind the scenes of what happens, how it works, and probably saw four or five steps down the way. Oh, they want to make us Fifi. 
You know, they yeah. want to make us the villain. And that's why she started to back away from Alaska Talks, why she had that speech. So one of the things Taylor told me to do, and I think it was smart, was to watch Untucked. And there's a moment in Untucked. Well, we'll get to that afterwards. But um, okay. yeah, but we're Alaska. But yeah, clearly, clearly, uh, Roxy is, and, and Roxy's tired and stuff like that. So she's, I just don't think she's the brightest bulb in the in the place. All right, let's move on. Let's move on. Oh, wait, what did you think of the puppet challenge? We haven't talked about the puppet challenge. The puppet show, I thought that Jinx doing Detox was good. I thought that Detox doing Alaska was not good. The Roxy, where where she just pretty much was just being mean to this puppet, where there yeah. was no jokes. Mm-hmm. She was just sort of eviscerating Jinx through the puppet, where, and I, again, the power of editing, they all might have been laughing, but well, like no. nobody was laughing at that point. I thought that, but then when you see on Untucked, and they actually do show more of the longer version of it you could tell they were laughing and then they got kind of uncomfortable yeah you know it was just it was not very good but i also thought alaska pretending to be roxy was was pretty good Mm -hmm. i thought between the two honestly i like jinx doing detox more than Mm -hmm. than alaska doing roxy Mm -hmm. but yeah for the most part i like the puppet challenge it wasn't terribly great it wasn't terribly bad you know it was good i feel like there have been better puppet challenges this this is the first one I was just going to ask you, did they do this in season four? I feel I don't like know. they did do it in season four because I kind of remember. I feel like Sharon had the Fifi puppet. Mm-hmm. I'm not. I'm not sure. I'll, let me let me look. That oh, up you could be right. That sounds right. I don't know. Somebody in yeah. the chat room will tell us. We're always. It, what's that rule about the internet? Like, if you ever want to get the answer to something, just say something wrong. Have you ever heard that before? Just gets it. Yeah. 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 All right, let's move on. Next, RuPaul announced this week's Maxi Challenge. For this week's main challenge, with throw. I want to say something. On season seven, they say Maxi, and on season five, they say Main. And every time I write these scripts, I could never tell which one it is. <laughs> so this one's Main. No, episode 11, now I realize it's Main on five. The main. first ever Sugar Ball. You'll each need to whip up three luscious looks. First category is. Super Duper Sweet 16, Teenage Party Girl. Second category is Sugar Mama, Executive Realness. Third category is the tastiest of them all. Candy Couture, Edible Eleganza. You'll be making high-calorie fashion using these sticky and sweet confections. Yeah, because then she moved on. It sounds like an unfinished sentence, and it is, but whatever. Uh, In the workroom, the girls are critical of Jinx when she says she plans to pull off an Alexander McQueen look. During the table visits with RuPaul, we learn that Alaska is using hot glue to attach candies to her dress. Jinx isn't going to use any actual candy because her plan is to look like candy. Detox is basing her look on the color of candy rather than actual candy, and that might put her in trouble. No one says that. And RuPaul worries that Roxy's current design may not flatter her figure. Finally, RuPaul surprises the girls with another challenge. Alaska will be choreographing the girls in a Sugar Babies number that is to be performed on stage. Back in the workroom, Jinx annoys the shit out of Detox and Roxy by making a lot of noise when she bangs on her candies. All right, Taylor the Latte Boy, your thoughts here. All right. uh, I actually liked Roxy's first look. Yeah. The, oh, look, I actually really love the second one too, though. Oh no, the second one is iconic as yeah. far as the as far as the show goes, and it's one of my all time favorite looks. Mm-hmm. But I I think that she would have been, I mean, had that come down the runway and Rue not given her the whole, you might want to try something different. I think she would have been okay with that. Mm-hmm. Um, like I said, I like the I like the ball challenges. I like the looks. Um, some of it they just you know you can't help that if jinx is going to be breaking up peppermint that it's going to make noise mm-hmm. i mean i don't know how long she was doing it and there's probably better ways if she'd put them all in a bag and then hit it that way she probably could have gotten the same effect mm-hmm. with maybe a little but it just felt like that scene that editing of them just where they're staring at her and they're kind of rolling mm-hmm. eyes and that yeah. sort of stuff went on probably about five or six seconds too long yeah and i get that they're trying to drag out the drama at this point but that's why I'm saying, like, this one day, it could have been, like, look, someone banging the fucking candy is really fucking annoying, right? Yeah. Um, and I could see being, like, me and you just being, like, ugh, can you believe Adam Burns was just banging candy? And we're, like, ugh, can you believe it? No, but he would have immediately apologized for it. 
I'm sorry. You guys probably all hate me because yeah, I'm banging I, the know, candies. Just, 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 just tell them all to send me home. It's yeah. fine. Uh, I, you guys I are probably yeah. Okay. When when RuPaul asked today who should go home, you're probably all gonna say me because I was yeah. banging the candies. And no one knows who we're talking about, by the way. <laughs> Anyways, this is an afterthought. Meet. Well, I shouldn't say afterthought. Is it's a it's a on loan. Adam Burns is a person on loan to an afterthought media show from Pride Forty Eight. Yes, and we love Adam, but Adam loves to apologize. Yeah. Anyway, um, we would have been rolling our eyes at each other. But they can take those looks and they can stretch it and make it seem it lasted for days. Yeah. You know, and that was anything this person said. You can tell it in the editing that they took a few moments and just stretched it. And they milked them for all they were worth. Yeah. I have a question for you. Yeah, go ahead. I'm, I'm here so, to give answers, Taylor Volante boy. All right. So yes. this is a candy challenge. Sure is. Did your sugar go up? Big, they had the big pile of candy. Yeah. What did you just say? Did your blood sugar go up? No. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Right. Um, what What is a favorite candy bar? I know you like more savory than sweet. You're more yeah. of a savory sure enjoyer than a sweet. Yeah. But if, if you – what is your go-to when you have to run into a Walgreens or a drugstore or something mm-hmm. and you're like, you know what? A candy bar sounds really good right oh, now. Oh, candy what, bar. What, or a, a candy bar, a candy uh, – well, let's do candy bar and then mm-hmm. we can do if there's something else. I'll be honest with you. Candy bar, I'm pretty basic. Okay? I'll be, I, I like most candy bars. Or I, I, I cannot think of a candy bar where I go, like, oh, that's gross, right? Mm-hmm. But if you were going to give me like go-tos, uh, well, you can't beat the All-American Classic Snickers, right? Okay. But apart from – take the Snickers out of the equation, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm a fan of the payday. I'm not going to lie. In fact, my problem with the payday is I always think it's too small. Even like the king size, okay, is too small. All right, but uh, I like I like a payday. I like I like nuts on some sort of like weird log. I don't know what's a log of what. I don't know what it is. A caramel. Okay, because a, pay, a payday has peanuts. Yeah, right. Mm-hmm. Peanuts, caramel, chocolate, and it's what is it on? No, the no wafer? chocolate. There's no chocolate. No, it's on the wafer. It's some sort of like um, it's like a soft caramel thing right that's in the middle okay. and it, imagine, okay. take, imagine it made into a roll they took this soft caramel whatever it is nougat mm-hmm. i'll say right yeah and they rolled it and then they roll it in the peanuts and that's all it is okay yeah all right um now now luke stamen in the chat room more proof that he is a crazy person he said milky way which is probably the most bland banal candy bar Oh, contraire. Okay. With that. Because wh- while I will eat a mil- Milky Way, mm-hmm. Milky Ways are not my favorite. However, yeah. Milky Way Midnights okay. are are really good because it's dark chocolate and it's mm-hmm. a vanilla nougat mm-hmm. in the middle. It's and the, those are really, really the good. The Jamal Sims of Milky Ways. <laughs> vanilla nougat was my drag name when I tried out for season 12. Okay. Um, those are those are good. So okay, I would say my favorite candy bars. Well, now I can't say Milky Way Midnight's because you'll make fun of me. But mm-hmm. I, I like a good old fashioned American Hershey bar. Oh really? Yeah, yeah. I like a Hershey bar. I like, but you know, okay. But the one that I feel like I forgot about and then I refound was a hundred grand bar. I haven't never had that. Uh, I wonder if they. I wonder if they made it over to the West Coast. I yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, they've seen thing. them. I've seen them. I just never had. Okay. Them. Yeah. They were. They feel. It feels like they were like big in the seventies and eighties, yeah. and then they then they went away. Mm-hmm. But I don't like anything with raisins in it. Chocolate covered mm-hmm. raisins. Yeah. So I'm not a raisinette fan, and I hate mounds and almond joy uh, because I hate. Oh really? I don't. No, I hate coconut. Oh, you I, do? I love the smell of coconut, mm-hmm. and I like the flavoring of coconut, but actual mm-hmm. coconuts. My co-host on my other show, Taffy, mm-hmm. referred once to coconut as it's like eating toenails, okay. chocolate-covered co- toenails, yeah. and now I can't get that image out of my head anytime I see anything with coconut on it. No, love coconut, love a mounds, love an almond joy. People said peanut butter cups. Yes, I'm into it. Oh, Reese's peanut butter cups. Yeah. Yes, peanut. Um, I used to do, remember when they used to do the. Speaking of Hershey bars. Mm-hmm. Remember these would be the commercial would be like, you got my chocolate and my peanut. You're not your chocolate my peanut butter. You got my peanut your peanut butter and my chocolate. And they'd be like, oh, right? It'd be like Gorbachev and Reagan <laughs> or something like that, right? Yeah. I'm going to tell you something. As a kid, I'm all, that's not a bad idea. So I would take, I would, what a fucking little pig I was. <laughs> I would take a Hershey bar, break it off the piece, and then use the peanut butter as a dip and eat it that way. 
Okay, I don't see a problem with that. Yeah. So, so all right. So, what what is your non candy bar candy go to? Well, I'm going to be honest with you, Taylor. Now, you know this is a place of honesty and truth. Okay, you're in a safe space, right? I'm now. in a safe space. I've become, in my age, quite the fan of the hard candy. <laughs> of course you have. So right yeah, now what I have is a, a Clay's Raspberry. I get them at, well, I get them. Gays are going to get their toes curled up here for a second. But I got these at Hobby Lobby. Okay. Know? And, um, but um, I would never buy uh, a Werther's original. But if you handed me one, I wouldn't hate it. I went through a phase back in the 90s where they made, um, oh, God, who was it that made those? They weren't lifesavers. Maybe they yeah. were lifesavers, but they were sort of like a a vanilla, like vanilla cream and fruit swirl candy that I used to keep in a jar on my on my desk at work. Mm-hmm. And I would just sort of pop them in my mouth yeah. every once in a while. So, I love anything like that. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. My, my go-to, even though it is nothing but pure high fructose corn syrup Mm -hmm. is i love swedish fish oh it's so funny that you say that Mm -hmm. before i was diabetic Mm -hmm. i went to uh dinner with friend of the show shannon okay Mm -hmm. and we went and i we had like pie and (laughs) like i had three arnold palmers followed by some swedish fish and then oh. I just started feeling like I wanted to vomit. I started getting sweaty, right? Uh-huh. And I was like, I was panicking. I'm like, what's going on? I don't understand what this feeling. I almost really want to go to the hospital, right? Yeah. And then it hit me, and I was like, huh, I bet you I'm diabetic, right? <laughs> so then all of a sudden, I got super. Relieved. If you weren't before the meal, you certainly were. That was what that was what tipped you over the edge. Yeah. So then I was like relieved. I'm like, oh, I know. As I walk back into the, we were at the improv. We go to the improv. I go, I walk back into the improv. And Shannon's like, are you okay? I'm all, I figured out what it is. I'm diabetic. And I'm like, what are we doing? Let's have some water here, right? And she was like, wait, what the? And, and she goes, that's the weirdest thing. She goes, she's like, she was like, I'm going to call the 911. Like, oh, you know, send poison control. He had Swedish fish, you know? <laughs> and, um, but the, I can imagine you, if this was a movie, you going, I'm fine. It's diabetic. Like, get some water. And you pull one of those five gallon jugs off of one of the water things that are <laughs> in the background, just guggling. Like so I did go to the doctor after that. And I was not diabetic then. Yeah. Do you ever wonder what was the meal that sent you officially into diabetes? Or if it was a, where you took that one sip of a soda or something. And that was what officially made your pancreas go. No mas. <laughs> I'm done. I'm done. I'm out. Do you ever do you ever wonder about I wonder about that sometimes with my diabetes. The problem is I don't have an answer because I don't really believe I'm diabetic. Okay. Well, I I, I have I have the ICU visits to prove yeah, that yeah, I yeah, am. Yeah. So I, I know think, that I think I'm pre-diabetic. I think I'm right because my all my A1Cs are always right on the cusp. And I belong to Kaiser mm-hmm. Permanente and they have a different number for themselves to consider you diabetic so i i know that the american diabetes association considers like if you have an a1c of like everyone's so bored this is the old person corner here mm-hmm. um of a1c of like it might even be higher than seven right and mine's has never been higher than seven ever okay but it's kaiser if you're higher than 6.5 you're diabetic okay well, and I'm mine, mine, mine right now is six point four. So maybe I don't have diabetes either. Oh, you don't have diabetes. Oh, no, you'd be pre-diabetic. Bring yeah. on the Mountain Dew. Yeah. So, by the way, when I come out to California, so yeah. speaking of my diabetes, I would like to try a C's chocolate. You know, I'm going to tell you something about great about C's. Mm-hmm. If you, any day you go in there, you're always entitled to a free sample. Oh well, then every day that I'm in California, <laughs> we will stop by a C's chocolate. <laughs> Why C's though? I don't know, just because I know it's I know it's a West Coast thing. We yeah. don't have those here. Uh-huh. I've heard about C's, but I want to try one yeah. just because I I just want to try it. All right, very good. Uh, all right, during the rehearsal for the Sugar Babies number, Alaska struggles to choreograph the number. Roxy comes off as cunty. Jinx's wacky behavior annoys Detox and Roxy. Jinx throws everyone off their rhythm, and Roxy doesn't lip sync because she doesn't know the words. Back in the workroom, everyone's busy and tensions are high. Jinx gets sleepy and thus careless. When she comes to, she panics because she realizes her dress didn't come out the way she had hoped. Roxy's la- Roxy laughs about Jinx's problems, and Jinx storms out of the workroom. 
by the way, everyone should know, I'm, I'm writing this according to the edit we saw. I don't know if I necessarily believe this part. It's Elimination Day and the girls are getting ready for the Sugar Bowl. Jinx is second-guessing her outfit. Roxy continues to make comments under her breath. And Roxy doesn't have the balls to tell Deet, the Sugar Balls, to tell Detox that her outfit doesn't work. When Alaska tries to put on her outfit, it doesn't fit and it falls apart. Alaska and Jinx are in real trouble just before the runway. And, of course, in typical Drag Race style, nothing comes of it. <clears throat> this happened again in season six. Remember where Adora's like, oh, my God, my dress is I'm going to the runway. And then it's yeah. brought up again. Right. Okay. So a lot happens here, Taylor. But it's weird. So much happens and yet nothing at all. It's yeah. I think that we've talked about, I mean, going back to the Roxy thing. Mm-hmm. You have mentioned that Roxy has said in previous episodes of our podcast. Not, well, not on, she didn't say it on our episodes of our podcast, but mm-hmm. we've talked about it when talking about Roxy. That Roxy pretty much was struggling towards the end, that she was overly tired and that she was mm-hmm. feeling very threatened and she was worried that she was going to be going home. Mm-hmm. So she was lashing out. And I think the fact that she is saying some of the shitty things she's saying about detox's outfit Mm -hmm. and also the fact the whole scene of where she's doing the where she's like girl i don't know the words yet so she's not lip syncing when alaska's trying to where she's just kind of she's just being cunty because she is Mm -hmm. and i feel like they moved the edit you know again she gave them the bullets yeah she gets she did give them the bullets it's not like they're where they're completely trying to pull this stuff out of nowhere Mm -hmm. but you get you can kind of see how they were editing it towards where everything Jinx did and everything that Jinx said and everything was just going to be wrong because yeah. Roxy was not in a good place in her head. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Thoughts. It's weird because I'm just very, because I know for the years that I've known you since you started doing this show, you know, how many ever years ago, You've always come back to this season and talked about this season, how much it bothered right. you. Yada, 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 yada. You're right. So to hear you sort of like turning a, a corner here, turning the page on Roxy Andrews where there's forgiveness almost or maybe understanding. I didn't say that. You forgive her that. and you're I her said, biggest I defender they- <laughs> of all time. I said that I can – I'm not saying that she should have said what she said. Yeah. I'm saying I I can – We've all had those times where we've been overly tired and overly stressed out, yeah. and we tend to lash out at people, uh-huh. and we've, we haven't had the fortune of having a camera crew. Now, she also said some really shitty things yeah. about just about everybody, or she was nasty to everybody, with the possible exception of Alaska. Now, let me ask you a question, because I, I genuinely want to know, maybe the audience should know, is there a one to three sentence version of the mac and cheese uh incident that you can tell us because i want to go back to this okay the the one to three version is my car battery died i had no money and in the process of figuring out what i was going to do and throwing a tantrum about it in front of my friend kevin Said, and now I'm going to have nothing to eat in the house but mac and cheese for the rest of my fucking life. Or okay. I, I'm paraphrasing myself yeah. at something. Yeah. But I made some reference to the I'm only going to have to eat mac and cheese. Mm-hmm. And that, which I don't even like mac and cheese. But I, so I don't know why I said it, but I was just in the middle of just one of those complete m- meltdowns mm-hmm. at that point. Mm-hmm. And then he proceeded to talk about it on his now defunct podcast mm-hmm. and refer to it as the mac and cheese incident. And we were kind of sister podcast for a while so we picked up on it and then that just became an ongoing joke about me okay so what i'm saying is because i've had it you know in the past year which is famous you know when i got (laughs) mad at george you know Mm -hmm. which i know it sounds like an excuse but i genuinely can blame it on i didn't know i had a uti infection that my body was fighting and it can make you very emotional and stuff okay I'm not, look, I'm also a crazy person, but I'm just saying that's... I, I, I would yeah. concur with that, yeah. yeah. I've done a lot of things not having a UTI, I'll say that. Mm-hmm. But, uh, and so you've had it. So we've all had these moments where we're under these great moments of stress where we don't necessarily act our best versions of ourselves, you know? But, mm-hmm. well, I was going to say, you know... Not all of us have it recorded for posterity, like Roxy. And you would think, well, you do too, Joe, right? I'm like, no, because I've erased it clean 
from any uh, that episode of the Room Mail has been erased. Now, if you already have it, okay, then you have it. But if you want to yeah. download it, I don't even have it on my computer. Let me put it that way. It's gone. Okay. But like we have we but the but television has a, a long memory, you know. Yeah, uh, and I, so Roxy can never leave that. I mean, it, it followed her All Stars too, right? And th- and that's the thing that I think you know. I sat and watched it. My husband has never watched season five before. He knows Jinx. He knows Jinx wins, but he didn't know the order in which every like when we were watching the lip sync. He would say before the lip sync would start, he would say, "Who goes home?" Mm-hmm. And I'm like, "I'm not telling you. Just mm-hmm. watch it." You know. But he every time that they would show Roxy. He would just do this like, oh, my God, why is she being such a bitch? And mm-hmm. I, you know, I'm like, well, I don't know. You're going to have to watch. Yeah. But I also feel like that is in part definitely the editors. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I definitely want to save time at the end. I want to kind of put a, 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 a dovetail on this and talk about Untucked and particularly okay. the editing in Untucked All at right. some point later on. Okay. Well, you'll get a moment. When I say when I say any final thoughts, you can bring it up. All right, okay. so let's actually now talk about the Sugar Babies number. Uh, because they put out an album called uh, the RuPaul's Drag Race: The Rusical, we actually can enjoy this number as it is. Here it is. <laughs> There you go. That was the Sugar Babies number. Was that a Lucian Piani? It is a Lucian Piani number. So, what were your thoughts on that number there? I thought the number was cute. It. I get. I know that there was the whole thing of where at one point they were talking about that the choreography was very simple, but Alaska's not a choreographer. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Alaska shouldn't be, you know, when, when Michelle said that, I'm like, she's not, Alaska's no Tadra call. <laughs> People not, like I, Alaska. Yeah. <laughs> I was impressed with the choreography that she didn't know. Yeah. I'm like, oh, that's <laughs> pretty good, was, actually. pretty cute, too. Yeah. But, but again, I, again, I've got your ear, mm-hmm. your lips whispering in my ear yeah. that the producers yeah. whisper into Michelle Visage's ear what oh, yeah. they think she should say to kind mm-hmm. of unsettle things. And I think RuPaul, too. I think RuPaul uses her to be the mean one. Yeah. Yeah. And I think she's fine to be the, the mean one. She, you know, she'll do whatever. Uh, the number was fine. I actually thought the number was cute and fine. I had no problem with it whatsoever. My one, my one I guess, if I had one note sure. to give, mm-hmm. it was that everybody's outfits and their hair matched except for Alaska's. Whereas where everybody seemed to have on pastels, Alaska had on this, like, shocking blue wig mm-hmm. with her outfit that was a little... I kept kind of looking at that, but not in a good way. But otherwise, I thought everything else about it was was very cute. All right. Very good. Uh, now it's time, Taylor, for your favorite part. The looks. The looks. Go ahead. Tell me. So the first up was Sweet 16. All right. So your, I, would, tell me I would say I liked Alaska Jinx's. No, I take that back. I liked Alaska and Detox's look. Alaska was in a black dress with pink. And Detox was a very 80s inspired with a leather jacket and leggings and kind of um, early Madonna boy toy kind of look. Uh, Jinx was in the 70s. And I don't remember Ro- Roxy's. It was, well, she had the marshmallow necklace. Oh, the marshmallow. Yeah. I, th- I th- thought it didn't look good. I don't get quite quite why they were all calling her a whore mm-hmm. for that. Where like Bob Mackie Mark- said that. Um, You're a whore. You're a whore. You fucking slut. Get off the fucking stage you <laughs> slut you fucking I have whore to go draw a picture of rupaul and stand on the middle of hollywood boulevard yeah so Coco Montrese can get her life yeah 
You fucking slut. Just keep walking those fucking Cadbury cream eggs just down the runway, you fucking bitch. Wow, okay, Bob Mackey. Uh, it's weird. I'm so glad we've had this time yeah. together. I can smell your pussy from here. <laughs> That would be my favorite episode of any TV show ever <laughs> if he screamed that. <laughs> oh God! So okay, so that that was the looks. I I liked Alaska and Detox. I did not like Jinx and Roxy. Do you have any thoughts on the Sweet Sixteen looks? I'll be honest with you. Um, I didn't like. G- I was with the judges. I didn't like the Jinx one, but I liked all, all the other ones. I thought they were great. Okay. Um, the next looks were Sugar Mama. Mm-hmm. Which uh, Alaska came out in in, in uh-huh. a super memorable suit with the lesbian haircut. Where I remember somebody saying, "I thought I remember somebody saying it was she rude." Was like, I know, I know what you're going to say when she's Barbara Cork in realness. Yeah, <laughs> and I laughed out loud. <laughs> so, I, I mean, an iconic look for Alaska. It's one of those memorable. What you can't help but not think of her in that outfit. Everyone should know. Um, for, for those you know, Barbara Cork is one of the people on Shark Tank. Yeah, and so I thought that was really when it was one of the few times Rue made me laugh. Okay, um, Jinx, Jinx. I was very. Uh, it was kind of like a, a orange and red and yellow uh, suit, like a business suit, but it looked a little casual, and the colors didn't necessarily scream business to me. Mm-hmm. And she had her hair all up, sort of in a sloppy bun with pencils and stuff in it. Mm-hmm. So I didn't necessarily get executive realness. I kind of got secretary realness. In that. Okay. So I don't feel like she really did the did it the way she wanted to. Mm-hmm. Um, Roxy, I liked Roxy's look. It was very Devil Wears Prada with the big um, with the big uh, wrap. But the neckline to me was a little too plunging for an executive, but I mm-hmm. loved the hair. I and, loved... Go on, sorry. Okay. And speaking of hair, I loved Detox look. Oh. I loved the shocking Glenn Close fatal attraction kind of crazy, crazy 80s with the neon blue or the bright royal blue mm-hmm. business suit. It looked very off the rack, mm-hmm. but I, I, I love Detox's 80s aesthetic. I feel like that is where Detox thrives mm-hmm. when she when she do, when she pulls from eighty stuff, mm-hmm. either eighties or very high couture. Those are the two places that I feel like she is at her best. Mm-hmm. And this, to me, she looked fucking amazing to this. Yeah. Okay, right. your thoughts your thoughts on exec Sugar Mama executive realness. I thought Roxy looked. Fan- I, I'll be honest with you. I'm just gonna say this right here. I thought Roxy looked great across the board in the teenage one, in the executive realness one, in Candy Couture. I thought she looked great. Um, I would have to pull up the oh the Barbara Corcoran one was great. Uh, yeah, she looked fantastic. I don't really remember Jinx or I can when you when you're going over Candy Couture I can pull them up really fast. But um, uh, but but I I remember not having really a negative thing to say about anyone on this. To be honest with you, even the Candy oh, yeah. Couture where they didn't like Jinx, I was like it looked fine to me. Yeah. Um, speaking of Candy Couture, uh, we had Alaska in her. Uh, cotton candy dress, which magically all got pulled together. Yeah, I know exactly. <laughs> so, and I thought she, I thought she looked beautiful. She looked uh-huh. great. Um, Jinx, I originally wrote, I didn't like it, but I do kind of like her look. It is very interesting with the candy cane and the red and white stripes, and I love mm-hmm. that there's antlers in it. And I mean, it was kind of a mess, but Jinx is kind of a mess, at yeah. least at this stage in her drag career, and that's something that. I think adds to her charm Mm -hmm. that somebody like a detox who's known for her polish couldn't get away with, Mm -hmm. Um, which explains why I hate a detox's look that just was just messy. And she was tripping all over herself as far as with that lace and just not, not her strongest look. And then you've got Roxy Andrews in the licorice, the multicolored licorice Mm -hmm. fringy bodysuit. Iconic. It was, it's, she looks so beautiful in that. And I love the use of color and I love the use of where it makes it, where it's sort of a fringe thing. Mm-hmm. And it's just, it's an amazing, amazing look. Um, okay. So I'm looking here, of course, Alaska's look. I actually do like it now you see it magically come together. It looks fantastic. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm looking at Detox's executive realness look. Uh, I don't think I'm as nuts for it as you are because it reminds me of Betty Batance in the 80s. But, um, <laughs> but um, Betty Batance, by the way, is my mom. 
Um, but the Candy Couture look, I agree, is awful. Jinx Monsoon, based on the, what I'm seeing right here, the orange one, I'm not super into it. But I actually do like the Candy Couture one, too. I think maybe the show's grown a little bit. and Sometimes the show learns from the drag queens, and the drag queens learn from the show. And uh, like I said, uh, everything Roxy Andrews walked down the runway this week, I was in love with. And the Candy Couture one, you're right. Iconic. It was amazing. I liked it. There you go. Any other thoughts on the looks, Taylor? Nope. That's the looks. Those are the looks. I want to say something. Well, you know, I'll say it for the very end, Taylor, because it, it is one of those extra things we can talk about. All right. On the main stage, RuPaul asked the girls who didn't deserve to be in the top three. All the girls in Alaska talked named Jinx, while Jinx said Detox. After the judges' critiques, Alaska was named the winner of the challenge, while Detox and Jinx were placed in the bottom two, forcing them to face off in a lip-sync battle for their lives. The song... Malambo number one by Ima Sumak. In the end, Detox's chin wiggle couldn't save her again, and she was asked to sashay away. Taylor the Latte Boy, any final thoughts on the episode, including I know you wanted to talk about Untucked and, and all that jazz. Okay, well, I think that you have, as you talked about, Alaska recognizing the edit that they're going to be giving them. Mm-hmm. So, And she has that moment where she is sitting with Jinx in the silver bar while Detox and Roxy are in the gold bar, just trashing Jinx to no end. And again, another example of the edit, when Jinx is on the main stage and they are commenting on her look, Mm -hmm. they pan to a shot of Roxy where she looks like she's like openly laughing at something that they're saying about Mm -hmm. Jinx's look. Yeah. And there's part of me that wonders if that is legit or not, if they just pulled that from something else. Mm -hmm. It just kind of adds to this story that they're doing. But the the scene with Alaska and Jinx reminds me, and I don't feel like it's in the Disney version, but in the Disney version. Hold on, I'm going somewhere with this. Okay. In multiple versions of Cinderella, when they've done Cinder, it always feels like you have the two evil stepsisters, Mm -hmm. but one of the stepsisters always seems kind of nice always is where she still wants to do her own thing and she still Mm -hmm. wants to be a wicked stepsister Mm -hmm. but she also is kind of has those moments with cinderella that it feels as though is very much of where she kind of wants to be her friend but she also wants to be one of the cool kids and this is sort of what that felt like with alaska where alaska was recognizing what this must be like for jinx and the moment of where she pretty much said the reason they're doing this is they're scared of you Mm -hmm. they're intimidated by you because they recognize how fierce you are I really enjoyed seeing that, and I probably liked that. And I feel like there was a scene in the early part of the episode where Alaska and Jinx had something similar, though not to the extreme Mm -hmm. that they were talking about. Even to the point of where Jinx says in Untucked, I am so glad you said that to me. And then in the confessional says, because now this gives me a drive to prove these bitches wrong. Yeah. That I, I, my, my drag has worth. My drag has talent. This is art. It's not just what Roxy says. Now. Mm -hmm. The thing that pissed me off and the thing that I hope if there is a producer somewhere out there from World of Wonder that Mm -hmm. happens to listen to this. okay, Mm -hmm. I I know season 12 is probably already edited and in the bag. Yeah. We don't need the false leads for the lead and for the commercial. Because of the whole thing over the whole time through Untucked, every time they said after the break, Mm -hmm. they made it look like Roxy was purposely shunning Jinx when talking about, I know it's going to be the three of us that are going to be top three. Yeah. You know, and I, isn't it going to be so great that it's just the three where that never actually happens Mm -hmm. when they show the whole thing where she goes, actually it could be any of us. And then they all show this moment whether the producers directed them to do this or not, where they all genuinely said nice things about each other, mm-hmm. including Jinx and Roxy. Where yeah. at one point Jinx even says, I get that you and I see things differently. You, We are the yin and yang of drag to each other. And Roxy agrees with her, but not like in a bitch I'm better or anything. But And it's just a, we fight like sisters. Yeah. And it's this moment that that is the moment maybe i didn't watch this episode of untucked mm-hmm. back in the day yeah. but this th- that moment is kind of one of those that it sort of is the reason why i have been questioning my remembrance of this season this th- up to this point where it really is sort of one of those where when i think about it i i wonder like okay did I get played? Have I been played for the last seven years thinking season five to me because of how strongly they played that out over the course of those last couple of episodes was the bullying season where it was all about a, you know, a, a 
quirky, artsy kid mm-hmm. getting bullied by the mean girls. Mm-hmm. So it, re- it really is where it kind of pisses me off that I allowed myself at this point to believe the edit and believe the hype. Do you feel the show bullied you? Yes, I feel triggered. Mm-hmm. And... I, I just feel like, you know, Joe, you and I are the yin and yang of Afterthought Media. Well, you know, and when we fight, we fight like sisters. Yeah. You know, and, and Roxy, when she, Roxy acknowledges too that she's been rough on drinks, you mm-hmm. know, and there have been several times where, where Alaska says, you know, we're afraid of you. And Roxy has said this in previous episodes that she feels threatened by jinx. So it's been acknowledged. Right. And, but I also think you don't, you know, hindsight is twenty twenty. Sure is, and Taylor. I went into this season mm-hmm. purposely watching interactions, looking for when does the bullying start. And you know, and I've talked over several of these episodes over mm-hmm. the over this last season about the fact that you know, wow, it's weird to see Roxy and Jinx getting Jinx getting along, and Roxy and Jinx where like Roxy will say really nice things not only to Jinx to her face, but also talk about the fact that. You know, there was an untucked a couple of weeks ago where they were all sitting around going, she is a she is she is the one to beat with all of this. So there is definitely a level of respect that I feel like I didn't observe Mm -hmm. watching the first time because Mm -hmm. towards the end, it's all about this fighting and all about these shitty things that that Roxy is saying Mm -hmm. to Jinx. And you you kind of when you watch that, all of the other stuff goes out of the way. But now yeah. that you're kind of watching it in reverse, mm-hmm. knowing the end result, knowing mm-hmm. what happens, it makes for a completely different season. Interesting. Very, very interesting. I'd like to hear your thoughts. I'd like to see someone, you know, take a, take this show seriously and see a new way, a way a, a brand new way of seeing things in terms of the yeah. show. No, yeah. I I've I've thoroughly enjoyed watching this season. The, this I mean I, I still think if you had to pick between season five and season six, I think season six is probably a better season. Yeah. But but this is this is pretty damn close. Mm-hmm. Very good. I'm right. What said, are your thoughts on everything I said? I agree with you. But I've been but you know no, but to, to, to harken back what you were saying is you because you were kind of not beating yourself up, but you were saying, I'm kind of mad that I didn't pick up on these things before. But there would have been no reason for you to pick up exactly. on these things. Yeah. Exactly. You didn't yeah. know that that storyline was being – the seeds were being sowed there. So you wouldn't – would, you don't remember all the times that Roxy said this or Roxy said that or they were fine and they joked together or this and that because yeah. we just hear that. And then it's almost like, you know, start strong, finish strong kind of thing where like – and what I mean is you remember the last thing – like for instance – I've been recommending this ballet, this Matthew Bourne Swan Lake, right? Uh-huh. And I've been telling everyone, go see this. It's in D.C. right now. Go see it. I, I do agree. People should go see it. But the one thing I think thought about is, and, and by the way, the, the ballet is beautiful, Matthew Bourne Swan Lake. I've never been to the ballet before. But the one uh-huh. thing I always think about is the ending is so amazing. The ending is so amazing. I wonder, like, is the rest of it as good as I think it is? Or did the end start to save it? I'll give you a better example that you might be able to relate to. The Usual Suspects, the movie. In that the ending of The Usual Suspects is so turn it on your head, like, surprising and shocking. I'm not going to give any mm-hmm. spoilers. That I think a lot of people forgive how the movie leading up to that ending is pretty mediocre. You know? The, the film leading up to that shocking ending is... Very just meh, you know. Well, isn't that kind of M Night Shyamalan movies too? I like the Sixth Sense. Yeah, but I kind of remember sort of just watching it, and then once there's the twist, then realizing like, oh, okay. But if you sit and watch, if you don't, if you know the ending before you start watching it, does it still have that? Does it still have that hold on you when you watch it? I haven't rewatched it in years. Okay. All right, well, that's going to do it for this week's episode of RuPaul's Drag Race Recap. Be sure to join us next weekend every week as we continue to discuss, dissect, and deconstruct every episode of RuPaul's Drag Race Season 5. So, for Taylor the Latte Boy and myself... Hashtag justice for Roxy. Oh, by the way, this Jeffrey Thunderbear wants you to know that he contributed... All right, he, he needs you to know that. Thank you for listening to RuPaul's Drag Race Recap. Have something to say? Email us at dragracerecap at gmail.com. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Drag Race Recap. Our Instagram account is managed by Stephen Starling. You can also follow us on Facebook at facebook.com slash Drag Race Recap. 
If you want access to more Drag Race content and other Afterthought Media shows, support us on Patreon at patreon.com slash afterthoughtmedia. You can follow Taylor the Latte Boy on Twitter and Instagram at P-I-M-C Taylor. Follow Joe Batanz on Twitter and Instagram at Joe Batanz. That's J-O-E-B-E-T-A-N-C-E. The theme song was written by Lucian Piani and arranged and performed by Alex Lefebvre. This podcast was made possible by the following exclusive tier Patreon supporters. Nicholas Springham, Katie Whitmire, April Pacheco, Dean UK, Melissa Payton, Nikki Baker, Devin McKay, The State of Bree, Robert NYC, Rachel J, AJ Norris, Richard C, Common Cool, Humble Pie, J. Thomas Plank, Luke Stamen, Sermet Smith, Travis Potter, Jesse Harris, John J, Jimmy Kilbasa, Pedro SF, Ginger Biscuit, Jesse Lozano, Parker Elliott, Lauren Eckert, Jordan Darling, Haley Slans and her mom, Sandy Romero's Ruiz, and Eve A. Adams. And Jeffrey Thunderbear! <laughs> RuPaul's Drag Race Recap is an Afterthought Media podcast. Ha, 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 ha